I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr, and gay desert guides Brad Fur. Ooh, we are going to be hitting triple digits pretty soon. This is the 95th edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. And we're definitely going to be hitting triple dip digits on the thermometer. Yeah, I'm so excited. You're, are you? Well, I'm waiting for my pool to warm up. <laughs> That's all I care about. I know, Shannon, her cool pool. Yeah, well, I'm waiting for that electric around. bill. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a heater anyway, so, um, but I've been whoring around and uh, just a couple times a week managing to get in, but I need in. My butt is growing exponentially. So <laughs> I need in. Over. We have a really big show going on today. We've got, uh, as part of our We Are Palm Springs campaign, uh, we have Jason Ball and Troy. They bought the old ranch in. Uh, in the tennis club area, we've got James Lindquist from DAP Health, and he's going to talk to us about the Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards and the entertainment and how they're going to manage it this year. We have Brian Blue Sky. We love him. He is the now the Desert Sun arts and culture reporter, uh, and he's going to tell us about some really cool stuff going on. We have Vicki Barbalak and Jason Stewart. They've got some comedy. They're at Miracle Springs up in Desert Hot Springs, so really excited about that. And, uh, and and Dave Powell, uh, and he's our local DBA guy, our business networker, and he's going to shine a light on uh, what's going on. So big show for us today. Well, who's powering that light, Brad? Southern California Edison. But the rest of the podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Palm Springs Nissan, where you can check out all the uh, brand new and used Nissans. In the Cathedral City Auto Mall, Palm Springs Nissan, our new sponsor, and we're just about getting the uh, the, the Nissan Leaf rewrapped just in time. So I got to go to the opening of an envelope this week. Uh, Booze Hounds opened last Friday, and um, and on Monday they did a, the uh, Chamber of Commerce had their ribbon cutting ceremony. So I've I think I've been to Booze Hounds more than most people have at this point. Now today officially or yesterday officially uh, they did open their doors for BLD breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They've got uh, good things going on. Their happy hour is kind of early. It's three to five p.m. I think it is. When you said BLD, all I could think was bacon, lettuce, and dog. Oh. <laughs> I just like, what BLD? Even dog is not where I thought you were going with the letter D, of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. So oh people God. can go to Booze Hounds for any meal that they like. Did you go over the weekend? No, I was, I was sort of on duty over the weekend. I wasn't able to go. Oh, yeah. But did Smidge get to go? Smidge did not go, but I did go, and I went with Laura, and we brought her hundred and something pound dog Jetty, and uh, it was an adventure for sure. <laughs> they put down these little puptini yeah. um, things, and uh, people just kept kicking the bowls full of whipping cream. It's like uh, chicken broth whipping cream. Ooh, yeah. So the waiter almost went down in it, and they're going to have to find a way to manage a bunch of bowls of chicken whipping cream all over the floor. I'm not sure. Maybe they're going to have to go on the outsides of the perimeter so that when the doggies want to eat their pup teeny, they go out there and they yeah. eat it and come back in because... And this is why like, you do uh, a soft um, open. The place is lovely. They did lighten it up. It is beautiful. I saw a celebrity while I was there, Fortune Feimster, who is a lesbian comedian who's on every sitcom. 
uh, she was there and she had just done the Miracle Springs gig. Um, and she said she was considerably worried about such a gig in such a venue in such a place. And she said it was really good. She had a good time. So I so, don't think I told you about my Fortune Feinster story yet, did I? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, so Friday night, John and I are sitting at um, uh, uh, Eagle 501, and this woman comes up to me and says, are you Brad Fur?" And I said, yes. And she had followed me from Black Book over to Eagle 501. It's Jacqueline, Fortune's wife. And she goes, you're from Hastings, right? Hastings, Michigan's my hometown. I said, yeah. She goes, oh my God, I, I, I know who you are. Uh, because my dad and you went to high school together. My dad's here. She went down, got her dad. He's a year older than me. Turns out he's gay. His daughter's a lesbian, and we didn't know. Oh and my! Fortune's wife of all people. It was like the weirdest thing. <laughs> so we all sat there and chatted and caught up and you know talked about our our little hometown. And I've got my forty fifth class reunion this summer. Oh, wow. What a small world it is. And she was there with their puffy, fluffy little white dog, yeah. of course. Yeah. And and uh, so it was a good time. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm crossing yeah, my fingers for booze hounds. Good. And uh, we're also going to be talking in a few minutes with uh, Vicki and Jason, who are going to be up at uh, the uh, the same place up in Desert Hot Springs, the Miracle Springs Resort. They're yeah. doing a show. We'll be talking to them in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, there, uh, let's see, we had Anita Treadmill at our table. Uh, John, I think you were chatting with her as well, because I know you were at another table. We were socially distanced for a while. We masked um, en route from table um, to table. You know what I never want to, um, I never need to see again, and that's Vince's camera roll. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Just Vince's saying. what? Camera roll. Ew. Ew. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. No scrolling. Don't scroll. Just look at the picture. Just okay. look at the picture. We were talking about over the, over the years when I used to do those wrap-up shows at the end of an event. Yeah. You didn't used to be able to just send me a picture. I had to take your camera and plug it into my computer, or pull no. the chip out of your camera and put it into my card reader or whatever. And I mean, it was so hard. My eyes, my eyes, my eyes. But every now and again, when somebody was deliberate or gross or whatever it was that they would do, I would put their camera down my pants and take a picture before I returned it to them. Oh. <laughs> didn't get a much more of that from that particular person again. So wow. You got to do what you got to do, man. Oh, Talk my. about going down. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> Did you use well, a flash? <laughs> no, I'm sure they couldn't see anything at all. Oh, good. Good. But just the uh, idea. It's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> it's the malicious oh. thought that counts. Oh, my gosh. It's like a Hallmark moment. All right, where are we going with the show today, guys? What's up? Let's go to the Old Ranch Inn. We are proud to be a part of the We Are Palm Springs campaign to let people know about all the great places to stay and visit and eat at in uh, Palm Springs. Then that's grammatically incorrect. Uh, today, Jason Ball is joining us. He and his husband, Troy Jones, just bought the Old Ranch Inn. It's a uh, eight-room, uh, eight-suite boutique hotel in Palm Springs. It's in the Tennis Club neighborhood just off Arenas Road, which leads me to ask the question, is it going to become a clothing-optional resort? <laughs> Probably not. We're ladies. I don't know if we can do that or not. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is so very right. close to Arenas, and then, you know, the new chill bar 
when they move is literally right there, going to be right there. So <laughs> just blocks away. So very convenient to uh, Gay Palm Springs, which we love. I love the name of your podcast. We love Gay Palm Springs. We lived in, Troy and my husband and I lived in South Beach. We lived in West Hollywood. And now Palm Springs is like the gayest place on earth. It's it's fantastic. And everybody's really nicer, too. That's even better. Exactly. And the beautiful you love tourism. your gay bubble. <laughs> yes, I do love my gay bubble. Me too. <laughs> but the problem with those other bubbles is they're surrounded by a lot of crazy. You know, <laughs> we have some pretty scenery and desert and, you know, we're almost an island. Just sand instead of water surrounding us. That's true. That's really true. It it's a manageable true. bubble. Tell us about your space. Okay, so yes, yeah, so as, as uh, Brad said, we're here in the tennis club area. So it's the mountains are, you know, like three blocks that way. And uh, Palm Canyon is like three blocks that way. So the location is fantastic. Spencer's is right over there. Oh, yeah. Literally, Arenas is right there. So all the gay bars are down there. Uh, like, as I said, chill bars moving literally three, three blocks away. So the location is fantastic, but it's a cute little intimate place. It's eight suites, four of them open literally onto the pool. There you walk out and you walk five steps, you're in the pool. Uh, and so that's really nice. It's really sweet and intimate, intimate. And, and we, we love it. It's just, you know, it's a kind of a dream come true, particularly for my, for, for Troy to, to do something like this. We both spent 30 years in the corporate world and, um, you know, now we're doing something different, but the space, it, it, old ranch and obviously definitely means, you know, and the, the two owners ago were two gay guys, Ed and Larry, and they really leaned into the cowboy thing. There's a saddle still in the office there, you know, they had boots out and everything. Mm. We've kind of paired some of that back a little bit. We want to keep the name and the reference to the West and, 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 and to kind of honor Ed and Larry too, who retired to Pocatello, Idaho, so you know they're they're living their Western life there, but it's it's not really a gay sweet. bubble. <laughs> not Definitely all. not a gay bubble. So owner after owner, it has been called the Old Ranch Inn since the beginning, or for how long? I, I don't really know. I, at least since the '80s, that's when okay. Ed and Larry took it over. But I, I think it was probably something else because it's old. I mean, it's been it, it's been here <laughs> since the beginning of the neighborhood. So, uh, so know, like from the, the 30s, '30s, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I think so. I'm trying to figure out if I've been inside of it in one of the 1100 walk of the inns I have at Christmas time. Yeah, I, and I think I, think I have. have. I would bet yeah. you have been because what's right, what's next door to you? Is it Casa Cody is next door to you? Uh, Casa Cody is on the, around the corner. Coyote oh, Inn is next door. Right. Um, and Casa, Gloria Swanson's place is across the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Karaki is two, two doors down. And yeah. so what do you, how do you manage, are you like, putting it out as a gay thing or it's just a hotel where everyone's welcome. What's your vision? Well, we, we want everyone's money. <laughs> we want everyone to, to come and say, but the vision is, is greed. <laughs> <laughs> no, the vision is, is just, you know, good hospitality and people coming and particularly in COVID. I feel like people want to come to a space that's small and intimate and you don't have to share an elevator with anyone. You don't have to share a corridor with anyone. You can kind of, kind of spread out. Uh, we've gotten, you know, done some upgrades already. It's like all new deck chairs, which we bought at the Ace Hardware gay owned uh, business. Uh, and, and it's just yeah. you know, trying to make it a little nicer every day, but that intimate, my favorite thing that's happened and it happens three or four times a week. They come up to us and go, uh, can we stay another night? Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so yes, good. we can say you can say another night. Or well, you know, sometimes we we've actually knock on wood. April has been a very good good month, and it looks like May is going to be good too. So, well, Jason, I want to ask you a little bit about your previous career because uh, <laughs> you were man, you were in it in Los Angeles. <laughs> 
ATLA news director for a number of years. That what was what's that like? And going from like a hundred to zero, or at least a hundred to you know twenty five mile an hour uh, school zone. What's that like? Yeah, I mean, I had an, an amazing thirty year career in TV news. I started in Memphis. I worked in Miami, and then I was the news director at KTLA for, for 12 years, which was a great experience, a great experience overall. I mean, we, the great thing about KTLA too, is it doesn't just do the you know hard news. We did lifestyle. We did a lot of entertainment. I, this is the first Oscars. I haven't been on the red carpet in like 10 years. So it was, wow. it is very different. I wouldn't say I'm in neutral, but it is idling down. <laughs> the first couple of weeks we were here, we were like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do this. We gotta do this. And, and what I didn't think about was we have guests who are here to chill and to relax. So, you know, you can't be painting the floor or you can't be, you know, doing a lot of things right now. So it's it's an interesting uh, uh, putting in a, a lower gear, but it's, but it's great. It's it's really fun and different and, and challenging and creative in a way, too. So that's the exciting part. Yeah, there is a there's like a hum behind you. That's this low grade stress in L.A. That's, that's always like present. And when that is lifted. It, it really, you know, makes your, your health and your life a lot better, especially yeah, I don't after have to worry about my phone. We don't have a lot of high speed chases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't worry about my phone ringing all the time or crisis or any of that anymore. Well, can we worry about making people happy. Congratulations and welcome, welcome to the whole different level of stress that is the hospitality <laughs> industry. We look forward to having you in the trenches and having somewhere lovely to refer our friends to when they come to town. I can't wait to poke around and stick my eyes in and see how it looks as well. Come on over for a visit. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, a part of We Are Palm Springs. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. And now we have James Lindquist from DAP Health. He's going to talk to us about this year's entertainment lineup for the Steve Chase Humanitarian Awards. They are bringing Broadway and a lot of heart to us as they honor women and mothers and all of our frontline workers, all of their frontline workers. Uh, Broadway star Shoshana Bean and Cheryl Lee Ralph are going to hit a high note for health and equity. And our own favorite hometown, Keisha D, is going to bring humanitarianism with heart and soul. So please welcome James Lindquist. Good morning. Hey. <laughs> morning, Shan. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Good John. Good morning. And I don't care if you keep in my blah, blah, trying to say humanitarianism. <laughs> wow, that well, is a polysyllabic <laughs> wonder. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that, that you did that first because I've been practicing this morning and keep going. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited. Um, you know, this is totally a different Steve Chase than what we've done in the past. Um, as you said, it is a focus on women, mothers, and healthcare workers. Uh, our entertainment this year, we're really excited. We have Shoshana Bean, who's a veteran of the Broadway stage and was part of the original cast in Hairspray. Um, many people may not know she was actually the first replacement for, for Alphaba in Wicked. She also plays played Jenna uh, Henderson in Waitress. Um, Cheryl Lee Ralph, who I love, um, has been around for a long time, and she was actually the created the role of uh, Dina Jones in Dreamgirls. Uh, many people also don't know that uh, back in the 80s. And she was also Madame Morble in Wicked. She was actually the first African-American to play that role. Um, she also has her first, she also has her own HIV AIDS organization, um, which is called D the Diva Foundation, which she founded. And every year they have their own event, which is called Diva Simply Singing. 
So the awards are coming up on May 9th. NBC Palm Springs has partnered with DAP and provided airtime for you. Um, tell us what we can expect in the, the themes of this year's events other than these great entertainers. Sure, sure. So this year, our goal, our campaign, as we call it, is called Hope Begins with Health. And this has been, you know, after what has happened with COVID, we realized that, um, you know, it's a battle cry of DAP Health's response to what we've all experienced during COVID and what our community members have told us that they need. It's also uh, the opportunity, like I said, to recognize women healthcare workers uh, and mothers who not only have been part of this last year and the pandemic we've lived through, but also in the 80s when we faced another pandemic, HIV and AIDS. And we've made a point of, of lifting them up by when you watch the program, you'll notice very specifically, we've made it all women except for three men. And we've also made sure that we're uplifting other agencies within our community like Alianza who are dealing with inequities when it comes to healthcare and socioeconomic conditions of the Coachella Valley so that people in the community have opportunities to prosper. Our pillars that we're supporting are uh, behavioral health, because right now we, we are expanding our behavioral health to serve twice the number of clients we have. We will always serve people with HIV and, and our main battle is to end the HIV epidemic. Um, also, we are looking to not only do treatment and testing, but also vaccination to over 15,000 community members for COVID in 2021. And then, as I said, access to healthcare for everybody, because as we know in COVID, thousands of people lost their jobs, which also means that they lost their healthcare. Wow, you have been rehearsing. That was pretty damn yes, impressive. Yes, you're right on it. Good on you, man. Good job. And, and we're going to need revaccination at, at a certain point, too. You know, everybody's, you know, the big push for the first vaccination, but that we're going to need boosters. So they say. Yeah, we don't we don't know. I think one thing we have to be really conscious of is that COVID is something new for us. I mean, COVID has been around for decades, actually. And but what it is, is COVID-19 is the in 2019 when when we when this strain of COVID came about and how it affected our community and the nation, the world. Um, and so there's still a lot we don't know. We know that right now that getting the two vaccinations or getting the one vaccination means that if you're vaccinated and you do get COVID again, you will not be going to the hospital or, or possibly die from it. You may still get symptoms like the flu, but that's why it's so important, even if you are vaccinated, still wear a mask, be careful with people that you're around, wash your hands. I mean, it's just simple things that, you know, when we were kids on what to do to, to stay healthy. Well, I want to say thank you from the lesbians. I noticed that the gay men's community has had an overreaching awareness yes. all of a sudden. Pretty much, you know, like the average gay guy now says, we appreciate what you did in the AIDS crisis and stuff like that. And I got to say, as a lesbian inside of our community, we never have stopped standing beside our friends with HIV. Oh. I just lost somebody at the age of 44 to HIV a couple of years ago. My two best friends, we are still the caretakers for our gay community men. I yes. have two friends who are 35 years positive HIV. They both had strokes in the last couple of years. We are caring for them. It's a handful of lesbians who are still caring for the gay men's community as they progress in age and time. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that everybody noticed that we helped out 35 years ago. Yes. And I hope that we see that I'm still raising funds and donating to DAP. And we're all still in that fight. So bringing it to the fore is so rich and so important. And we're grateful to be seen even 30 years later.
Well, and I think that's what's so important, Shannon. I'm so glad you brought that up because if it wasn't for for mothers and women and our lesbian community that supported gay men, I don't know where we would have been in the 80s. I mean, if you look at what happened and what we were living through and how how we just threw people away, but it was our lesbian sisters and our and and women in that oh, that lifted us up and brought us in and took care of us and weren't afraid. I mean, I think that's what's so wonderful is that you've the compassion and the passion that you show. And even now, I mean, you look at these women and lesbians and and all women that that have that have come out of retirement to do healthcare work, who are taking care of their neighbors, who are taking care of friends, who are taking care of friends' friends. You know, it's just again, I think it's just such a an important time in our lives to show that we need to have compassion and passion for one another, and we need to help uplifting one another and stop tearing down each other based on our socioeconomic living situation or yeah. where we come from or who we know or where we live. I mean, in the end, this virus doesn't care who you are. My, you know, my slogan for 35 years has been better together. Yeah. And, uh, and I hope that we're still moving as a community. You know, we all have to re, 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 reinvent ourselves now as we walk out of our houses again. And I think that that awareness that you're laying about the teamwork of it all is super important. I'm really proud of what the, you know, the message you're sending. It's, it's great. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited. It's, I think it's a whole new day for DAP Health. And that's what, you know, between what you see, the brand marketing that we have and the messaging and everything, um, you know, I think that you are you are seeing a whole new DAP Health that, you know, 37 years ago when we started, it was based on what we were facing during the time. And now it's not just HIV. It's not just COVID. It is mental health situations. It is addiction. It is women's health care. It is uh, services for people in the BIPOC uh, community. You know, we want to be able to access, we say that we are a healthcare organization for everybody, and that's what we're proving. We are here for the Coachella Valley. We are here to help support. We are here to 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 reach a hand out. And and it's without the community, we can't we can't do How that. How do you reach the BIPOC, the BIPOC community? How do you reach them to serve them? So we have in our community health uh, area, there's a director of, of community health, CJ Tobe, and he's made a very specific point of reaching out to our BIPOC communication uh, population. And we've gone to those communities. Um, there's a school out in, in one of the communities where we've done HIV testing and COVID testing um, and getting make sure that people know about, you know, STDs and healthcare access and all that. So we make we're being we're being very conscious in regards to not only, like I said, the BIPOC uh, community, but also uh, Latino community, people of color. Um, you know, it's just as our populations grow, we know that, you know, the, the, the standard white population is going to diminish. I mean, if you look at the statistics, it's going to keep growing and growing. So, you know, I think that this is such a, a great time and an important time to have those conversations and be quite open. And, and one of the things I'm going to say really quick, and I, I hope I don't run out of time. Um, one of the people that you will see on um, the event on Sunday, Luanda, who is a client of ours, she talks about the importance of reaching out to the African-American community and how important it is to stop the stigma in regards to having these conversations. You know, she's a, a woman in her forties and she talks about her concern for the younger population that, that doesn't know, a lot of what's going on and doesn't recognize the need for access to health care and they're afraid to have these conversations we need to stop that we need to stop the stereotypes and the bigotry and all that other stuff 
And just a reminder, this uh, telecast is uh, being recorded literally as we speak, and it's going to be all put together. I talked to Daryl Tucci the other night. May 9th is the broadcast date, NBC Palm Springs. What time is that airing? 5.30, and the, the, the really we're really happy about this. So NBC Palm Springs, it shows at 5.30. They're also going to show it on their Facebook, uh, Twitter, and YouTube channel. It'll also be on our Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, and Twitter channel as well. And it's on Mother's Day. And it's on Mother's Day. And we purposely, we, and just so people know, we purposely um, did that because of the support for women and what we want to, what they've done in the past. And we actually had conversations with a lot of, of women and said, hey, how do you feel about this, doing this event on Mother's Day? And they were really supportive of it. And especially once we told them what we were doing and this was not your typical Steve Chase and who we were going to be, we're not honoring, we're uplifting people. Yeah they're even more impressed and we're like, hey, how can we help? Great. James Lindquist, Director of Development at DAP Health. Thank you for joining us today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Always good to see you virtually and look you. forward to seeing you out in the community. And also, I just want to do a quick acknowledgement. Uh, yesterday, Thursday would have been Dining Out for Life. And uh, it was great to see DAP just say, go out to your favorite restaurant, support your favorite restaurant during uh, what would have been our dining out for life. No contributions necessary this year. The restaurants need our help and our support. And thank you for doing that. No, we're, we're honored. Thank you. Well, your screen is filled with a plaid clad dude and we call him Dave Powell. David Powell is the executive director of the Desert Business Association, which is your LGBTQ plus Chamber of Commerce, for all intents and purposes, an association of businesses that uh, uplifts uh, commerce in the Coachella Valley. Hey, David. Hey, good morning, John, Shan, Brad. It's a, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful day here in the neighborhood. I'm I'm actually up uh, remote. I'm up in the Bay Area. The first time seeing my kids and grandkids in 18 months. So oh, I'm congratulations. That must yeah. Be nice. Everyone, it's great. It, everyone got vaccinated, and I said, you know, it's time to take a trip. So I came up to see them, and it's it, the best thing is seeing the grand my granddaughters. I saw them briefly yesterday, and we're going to spend the whole day tomorrow. So it's going to be great. So right, I can see the hugs have helped a lot. You have this uh, look on your face of a, of a pretty happy man. A man yeah, who's been hugged. Oh, yeah. Oh, def definitely. Yes. And, and seeing my kids was quite emotional. It was, uh, uh, I, 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 I always cry generally when they leave, but I don't cry this much when I see them. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's all a good thing. Don't start blubbering on us now. I do. You know, that's how I am. That's how I am when I talk about my kids. So yeah. that's awesome. All right, I'm going to take you back to business then. Dave is the executive Thanks. director of the Desert Business Association, which is one yeah. of the oldest chambers in the entire country. Tell me what's going on with DBA right now. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we're doing our normal, uh, our normal twice a month networking, virtual networking events. Uh, we do them uh, on Mondays at 630. Uh, and so we really try and still bring the opportunity opportunities for our businesses to network with each other since we're not doing it in person. And um, we feel that we, we when we were in person, we were getting on average 70 people a month um, on Mondays at 530. Now we're running between 20 and 30. But there was um, but free wine. There was free wine. <laughs> There's no free wine. 
free wine. Uh, there, there probably will still be free wine. It'll just be in little screw top bottles or or, <laughs> or in uh, cans uh, and but something you know prepackaged. No, uh, I mean on your, your virtual thing, you're not giving us free wine, which is why no, there's only thirty people. I know when <laughs> that could be why that yeah. could be why she and I said I, I may have to do the delivery method. I, I think I'll have to work into a delivery. We'll, we'll see if Boucher wants to do the little wine samples with food for a DBA mixer. I love that idea for there a we go. There we go. There we go, Brad. We have we, we have that next concept coming. All right. I'm, I'm going to um, talk to those boys about that. Yeah. When do you think it will be that we'll get together for mixers? Maybe not old school, but at least yeah. in person again. Yeah. I, I, can you believe it? I miss mixers. I know. I, yeah. I, I kind of am at that point, too. Uh, I think we're going to be there probably uh, we're aiming for June. Um, so we're, you know, you know, a, a while away. So um, we're really trying to figure out the logistics. So we know we have to probably be outside at the beginning um, and make sure there's plenty of space for, you know, 20, 30, 40 people. We need to make sure everybody is comfortable. So we'll still have, we'll still be requiring masks as will probably the county and the city. Um, and we will make sure that we do have the individual, you know, servings of, of uh, a beverage and, and food, uh, you know, a lot of little you have pepperidge farm cookies that are in packages but no, i think the cheese and cracker things remember those yeah. when you were oh kid? i do with a little red stick little... <laughs> red stick I, I i still love those um but the uh i think it's going to be it's but it's going to be very different than what it was and the importance of mixers and this is what people don't understand there's there's we do so much more but the importance of mixers is people like to deal and do business with people they know you know just by going on to and joining DBA and being on our website um, and in our directory, that's one thing. But if people don't have a connection, they kind of feel, well, why should I go to them unless I know them? And it works fine, but the mixers bring it to the next step of saying, how could we do that? And when we promote our members and when they promote something out there, they see them. But some people think they just join and all of a sudden business is going to run in. That's not how it works always. I have a big <laughs> pile of, of DBA business cards I've collected from various right. yeah. people in every walk of life, mainly realtors. But no, yeah. <laughs> no, it's no. not. It's like piano players, realtor, yeah. plumber. And the old ranch in those guys are new members of DBA as well. Yeah. David, you also are sitting in on a lot of Zoom meetings each yeah. week with state and local authorities. Uh, Jeff Coors reported that our um, that our uh, our poop has more COVID in it. What's going right. on? And what do you have any prediction? Or does it look like we're going to have to do any kind of shutdown again, or do you think we're going to get through this little bump in the road? I, I'm in a lot of the same meetings with Jeff, and I'm seeing a lot of the same things, both for Coachella Valley and Riverside County. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to go backwards to where we're going to shut down again. This is now my only my opinion. I have, I, you know, I'm not going and checking everyone's, you know, toilet flushing habits. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you for that. But, no, that's why I was knocking the other day, John. Um, but the uh, the. Uh, I think it's going to level, it's going to stay level, but it's going to take longer to get to that next tier. And it's going to take that much longer to get to, to yellow. It's going to take that much longer to get to um, making people feel comfortable too in going out. It's not just the fact that we can go out, 
when is it that people are going to feel comfortable going out and going out for more freely to restaurants and stores and events where, you know, we're, we are such an event driven Valley. And, um, and if people can't go back to those, then everybody is impacted. If we can't get visitors in, everybody's impacted. So I think it's going to just take a little longer to get to that next tier, but I, I firmly believe and hope we don't slide backwards and have to close down again. Me too. I just, so I think that the second we believe that it's safe, I think it's going to be a crazy tidal wave of people who are ready. If they can even get half a thumbs up from somebody with any credibility, because I mean, I think you've probably seen the second you were vaccinated, suddenly you reached your arm out to touch somebody. Like I, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe the things that were becoming reflexive to me that I have learned not to do. And still I'm having to be careful and mindful, but I think once they give us a thumbs up, I don't know, I, I, I think I need to make an emergency trip home to Oregon. And they just shut down Oregon at Purple yesterday. Oh, yeah. For it's, their it's, first it's time. Tough. Yeah, it's tough and people, people, it's worse too if we can just stay the course before we open. It's always worse to give something to someone and take it back yeah. than it is to not give it to them in the first place. And so I think if we can hold off and make sure we do it. But if every, all the numbers keep going in the direction, the governor has said mid-June, um, June 15th is when everything can open up again. My biggest fear is people are going to start clamoring everywhere, not just to Coachella Valley, but people are gonna start clamoring everywhere. They're gonna think I have been vaccinated. I don't need to do this anymore. I don't have to use a mask. I can do anything I want. And it's gonna it's gonna hurt people in the long run, but we're gonna, I'm hoping we're gonna be doing masks and some social distancing um, for through the summer. And I also believe as you're saying, what, what are my beliefs is that people have been wanting so much to go someplace that we're not going to have a lower tourism season than we've seen in, you know, 2019, 2018. I think it's going to be as high as the regular season or more because people are wanting to get out of the colder climates and come to the hotter, the, the warmer climates where they can just do stuff, lay out in the sun for, for three days, four days, and we're going to see our tourism up. And that's going to be nice in some ways, but it's going to be a challenge to make sure everyone follows the rules. Dave Powell, Desert Business Association, thanks so much for being with us on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. We look forward to Monday's virtual mixer uh, at 6.30 p.m. And we look forward especially to in-person mixers that you're teasing us with sometime in June. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep you posted. Thanks so much. Thanks, David. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Next on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we bring in Mr. Brian Blue Sky. He's the arts and culture reporter at the Desert Sun, but we know him because uh, Jimmy Bogle at the Coachella Valley Independent uh, hired him a number of years ago. Brian, you had a nice long run with the uh, Coachella Valley Independent, and then you went to the big time with Gannett and the Desert Sun. And uh, we wanted to have you on today because there's a lot happening now. We've been talking throughout the podcast about how things are opening up. And, you know, it looks like uh, Pappy and Harriet's has some news and there's all kinds of things going on. Tell us, uh, tell us some of the scoop that you're hearing about on the street. 
Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, it's welcoming, but it's also all happening at once and it's hard to keep up with. <laughs> um, well, the word on the street is, is um, you know, everything's opening up. Everything is seeing nice business, which is always great for our local economy. Um, there are still some things that haven't opened. Um, you know, a lot of people have questions. One would be uh, toucans and, you know, a couple other places, but it's sort of interesting to see, I think, like as the tiers continue to open up, I think we're going to see a lot more come back. So what are you excited about getting to that's coming up? Um, well, um, there's so many things. Um, Pick one. Well, <laughs> one is actually we're going to have a return to live music and it's Toby Keith at Spotlight yeah. 29. Um, you know, that's actually a pretty big deal to see a first live concert coming up. And we should start to see that over the summer with places like the casinos. Mm -hmm. um, Pappy and Harriet seems to be on the move booking stuff. Yeah. And um, Is something changing with Pappy and Harriet's. What's yes, um, it seems that the business operations side has been transferred to the knitting factory. Yeah. And the promoter of the con the festival Desert Days is taking over the booking side of it. So I kind of expect Phil, his name's Phil Peroni, to do some really cool things with Pappy and Harriet's. That's cool. The Knitting Factory is not the same thing as the Knitting Museum, which is also no. up there. Okay. The Knitting Factory out of is, LA, right? Yeah, it's okay. New York or at Los Angeles. I believe it's New York. It started in New York and then it just spread throughout the country. And okay. they manage so many venues, and they're a really interesting company. It, it seems like it's more on the independent side versus the global scale that Live Nation and Golden Voice is on. Well, it's interesting because Golden Voice did start with a kind of independent thing to it. In fact, it used to be on, you know, like on Sunset Boulevard in that World of Wonder building. Like it was just oh, a yeah. small, relatively small organization. And then of course, everything exploded with uh, Coachella and Stagecoach. So that's- They were a punk rock promoter. They, you know, they booked the bands that played punk rock in LA. That's yeah. that's their roots. And yeah. yeah, it's got a fascinating history to it. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know any of that. That's super cool. Yeah. So, so a knitting factory does not knit anything no. made of cloth. No. Isn't no that funny that I'm the one who didn't know that? <laughs> Crazy. All right, so Brian, I got a couple other things that are bubbling under right now. Harold You've just Martin. put a piece of paper over your um, camera, Brad. Oh dear, sorry about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't see that. All right, here we go. What's bubbling, Brad? <laughs> so Brian, there's a couple other things that are bubbling under that I wanted to talk to you about today. Harold Matzner leaving the museum board. Does that have anything to do with the Marilyn Monroe statue going in front of the museum? Oh, it can't. No. Um, you know, Harold told me it was time. He's 84 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, he's even looking at the Palm Springs Film Festival and told me he might be ready to pass the reins to that. I think it was just the timing was, yeah. you know, of course, there's a lot of leadership shakeup at the museum. But, you know, I, I sort of look at it like change was inevitable at some point. And 
you know, unfortunately, we're losing Lewis, the museum director. Um, he's going to New Mexico to manage a museum that he once he was already affiliated with. But yeah, the leadership shakeup at the museum, I just think it's change. Um, you know, and Harold, I think, decided at 84 years old, it was time to step back. He deserves well, he, a break, for gosh sakes. Well, yeah. he's also on the board of the McCallum Theater. Any thoughts yeah. about whether he'll be re re retiring or stepping down from that as well? He told me he plans to stay involved with McCallum, the Barber Sinatra, and he told me that they're going to have to, like, kick him off the Eisenhower board. So oh, good. Okay. I, you know, I expect him to still be around town. Um you know, he has a different opinion on the Forever Maryland statue, but it, it does not have anything to do with the museum. Okay. So. And there is a protest today. What is his opinion? Well, he thinks it's a good idea. I mean, the article that I wrote, he, it does mention that. Like, he he believes that, you know, it'd be a good thing for the museum and would, you know, be a draw along with that car that's out there over the water. Um yeah, he he basically believes it's a good draw, but of course there's contrasting opinions. There is always going to be contrasting opinions about art. And if there yeah. weren't, it wouldn't be art. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The peaceful protest happening today, Friday, uh, uh, for the uh, against the statue of Marilyn Monroe going up. That it's whole Crema committee. Um, I guess they've got uh, a number of supporters that that will be there. Uh, the city says it's uh, decided and done for the next few years. Yeah, it is done. I mean, they've they've done the permit and it's going up. And you know, the lawsuits are, you know, it held it up a bit, but it's proceeding. And no one will die as a result, or go without a meal as a result. There will be no one injured in the making of that statue. <laughs> the only potential injury will be people not paying attention where they're walking, taking their selfies, right? right. That's, that's the big danger of, of Forever Maryland towering over Palm Springs. When will it actually be open? What, June 9th is it now? Has it been moved up till then? I think so, yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, reporting on what's happening, and uh, we'll be checking you out in the desert side. We always love talking to you, and we'll see you again soon. Okay, yep. take care. All right. Uh. <laughs> oh, Jason is connected to audio. Hello, Hello Jason. Jason. I thought something, I thought something came up. Vicky's still not connecting to audio. We're not sure what's going oh, on. Oh, because she doesn't, she hasn't, she's probably, she's doing something doing some social media. Vicky, look up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to watch her read it and then look up. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, hey, Vicky. Vicky, look up. <laughs> Vicky, look up. Sorry. <laughs> we're like, now we're all going to watch her oh read it. Her Thank face you. will change and then oh. she'll look up. Yeah, and take uh, off my glasses, put my lipstick on. Oh, you're you good. Go. You're beautiful. Your makeup Welcome. looks incredible, Vicky. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. That was for you because I know you're very critical. I'm not critical. <laughs> My God, I'm not. I just, I just want you to be your best. I've never seen you when you didn't want something adjusted. In fact, right now this is killing you, isn't it? Your these bangs are killing you. <laughs> this is All comedians right. who know each other. 
Next up, we have comedian Vicky Barbalak, who was a finalist on America's Got Talent, and she is coming to the desert to bring her trailer nasty comedy to the valley. Co-headlining with Vicky is one of the top out gay comedians in the country. He's doing his first live stand-up comedy show this Friday, April 30th. In a long time, we have all waited to clench a microphone, speak to live humans. They'll be performing in Desert Hot Springs um, at Miracle Springs, and uh, he's got a CD coming out cd set your watch back to 1990 ah! what the hell <laughs> all right we got a lot to talk about i've got comedians to heckle i can't wait hey you guys welcome vicky and jason hey we're so excited to be here welcome wow, to my trailer two comedians on this grid hey, you, you and i are just going to sit back and watch oh yeah and judge just, just to let you all know yeah, be judgmental this is not funny go ahead you muppet <laughs> men <laughs> What let us know what Jason? Just to let you all know that this show is for straight and gay people because I love straight people. I have two that clean my house. They're nice people. One of them stole something, so I'm not going to say anything because if it wasn't for the straight people. We wouldn't be here because they're gay makers. They're popping us out like pop tarts. Exactly. Well, yes. I mean, anything here. I like the term straight friendly. Right. It's a straight friendly show. I think those people, they're welcome. Oh, they're welcome. Yeah. You know, I remember like when I first started doing stand up, my first paid job was at a gay club. And, you know, I that the, the gay community like pretty much supported my daughters and mine, paid our trailer space rent the whole 20 years before I got on AGT. But I, I, I used to be worried about because now gay people are having so many children and yeah. then the change in the way, like, is there going to be like a playland at Flicks bar? You know, is that what we're going to be seeing? And it hasn't come to pass, but I really was worried. I think that it's happening. Actually, I did a gig in Sacramento at 10 o'clock on Gay Pride. It was the last event of Gay Pride. And a whole quarter of Sacramento's Gay Pride is like children's rides and stuff. Oh, yes, my God. No, no. no. Yes. At the front of my show at 10 o'clock. And I was like, you better tell those kids that fuck means pretty kitty or they're going to be distressed by my show. Holy like, what do you do with kids? Oh it's horrible. God. Horrible. I just did a show in Oklahoma for the military. It was to be shown all over the, the country, the world. And they had a, they had us do it in Oklahoma because there's no COVID there. And <laughs> theater, and 140 people are there because it's small. And 70 of them are under 12. Unbelievable. Oh I'm supposed to do a show for military with the 12 year olds. Uh. It was horrible. And those kids know more about blowjobs now than they did before I walked in. I'll tell you that. No, I, 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 I don't have any children because I have nice furniture, so. <laughs> Vicki, I saw you uh, on America's Got Talent, but you were also on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. As it's well. Like and I was like, this woman is quintessentially American. And, and hysterical. And hysterical. But I mean, what was the what was the difference between a, a, the British audience and an American? Because I thought you, you killed no, it was really kind of awful. That was probably the worst night of my life, to be completely honest. Because um, I was dying to get to Britain because British audiences really like me because I'm a, like a clowny type person. I'm a character. I mean, I'm, I'm out there. And that's what they love. Yeah. And British people have always said, you got to come. So I was so excited when they asked me to go on Britain's Got Talent, the champions. 
but I'm at Wembley Stadium. There is 12,000 people there. And I I had to get every word approved because that's broadcast during what they call the family hour in Britain, yeah. way straighter even than what you can do on AGT here, like wow. by 10. So every word I had was completely, uh, for three months, they were like this word, this word, and I'm on tour and I'm every moment I don't have it, I'm back and forth with these producers. Everything is set. I get to London. I'm backstage literally 45 minutes before I'm going out to 12,000 people. The producer goes, I don't like your set. It's not funny. They're not going to like it. I mean, and I had a British interpreter working with me the whole time too. They go, either I hate it. I don't want you to do it. I want you to do it different like this. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And I had no liquor and I am sitting there. <laughs> no sober. Yes. I had not a, my little bitch daughters That's took my flask and I don't want to talk about that, but I'm like, so now I'm like up to here and I have to change my set. So I walked out there and I did the set uh, that, they told me to do it. The producer wanted me to do it. And I was done in like 45 seconds. Right. And then I just stood there in front of 12,000 people and went, well, that wasn't a good idea out loud of my mouth. And then I just started having to improv things in the back of my mind till, till uh, my time Your was time over. Was, up. was it live? You performed over there? It was live. Oh my gosh. Oh, the taping. No, it was live with 12,000 people, Right. but yeah. it was, it was broadcast the week later. So they yeah. you performed in Britain. <sighs> Me? No, no. And I would love to. I've been in Holland twice and I've been to, in Amsterdam and, and Den Haag and I did a TV show there called uh, the, the Comedy Factory, I think it was called. Oh, my so God. I, you've I, done so many crazy things. I love oh yeah, it. Yeah, I've worked all over the I've worked all over the world most of my career. I, I struggled mean, in Britain a little bit, too, as much as I would have thought I was a gimme over there. Of course, they were throwing up on the stage and hitting each other with beer mugs and shit during. <laughs> Where were yeah, you? You know, I I really wish I would have I would have gone out and done regular clubs there as well. Right. I just didn't make. I mean, but I can't wait. I'm going back. I I'm going to go to Edinburgh. Did you do Edinburgh, Sean? I have not ever. I always it's like so much. You have to think ahead, plan ahead, and all that. I'm terrible. Yeah, Jason, tell us about your show in Miracle Springs. What's it's going to be on? a lot of fun. The two of us are co-headlining together, and we've always loved working together. We worked together over the years all the time, and it's really, really exciting to be able to be with Vicky. I haven't seen Vicky in almost two years, though. We talk on the oh, phone nice. all the time, so it's gonna, it's going to be great. Um, what I'm really excited about is I have my new album that's coming out called "I'm the Daddy and I Have Candy." album cd whatever you want to call it it's available <laughs> online through spotify and itunes and Amazon. yeah all that kind of <laughs> 78 stuff. Eight track 78. Yeah, it's a 45 it's a 45 it's a <laughs> they'll just come and recite it in your bedroom so saying you shoot it out of a gun i would love to recite it in somebody's bedroom i really would because <laughs> i've become that old gay guy that lives at the end of the block next door to his mother people you say things like, oh my god there's jason stewart yeah that's him he never found anybody he's alone he's a spinster oh <laughs> Oh. Throw balls on my lawn, you know, and I. And if you're I a guy, it's called a dickster. Oh, thank you. I just thank coined you. that. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. So where do you perform in that space? I mean, I can't think of a showroom. Is it it's outside? A grand, it's a grand ballroom that they have At converted Springs? into a comedy club. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. I was there last week and I saw Fortune Feimster. I just saw her too, and she uh, she was in town, and right. uh, she said she had a great time. It was really lovely. It really was. And they set it up and they put these tables up and it's wonderful. And Dee Burnett, uh, her company produces the show. They had I was Ma I'm aware that there's a there. ballroom there. Yeah, well, they, they have a very, most hotels have ballrooms, you know, it's very big. 
It's They're not checking your set, are they, Vicky? They're not going through it and saying, no, I don't love that. Throw that no, out. Not yet. You know, I, maybe when I get there, we'll, we'll see how many children are there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, I go there to hop in all the little waters. And honestly, there are kids there, but half the people going from pool to pool there are smoking a joint as they go. So those kids are half high anyway. And that's it. They'll just pass a bong around to the little ones. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's our fantasy is to have a bunch of teenagers with bongs. That's my fantasy. Hello yeah. Kitty bongs. It's okay. And you'll have your flask, right? You'll have the flask, Vicky. I've got the flask right here in my box of wine, which I'm gonna bring to the Mirror Pools. I'm gonna get there early because I've never I have been there, but I never like I think I think it's I've been like, like twenty years Vegas ago. there, don't you think? It does feel like old Vegas. Yes, it does. It does. You know what? I go up there only, and four dollars on Tuesdays. It's only oh twenty-five minutes out of Palm Springs. It's yeah. only twenty-five minutes, and I live right in the center of Palm Springs, so it's really my place is closed. So it doesn't take that long to get there. It really doesn't. There's a big parking lot, and there's this big lesbian that runs the parking lot. All right, the thirtieth. Maybe, maybe Friday. We're yeah, going to put Friday it on our 30th. calendars. It's going to oh, be fun. All right, you guys, we're so excited. Your big premiere up at Miracle Springs is tonight, the 30th. Uh, at what time? Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. And can they buy tickets in advance? Yes, they yes. can. And and at the door. They're 25 bucks either way. So okay, you can good. get them early or get them at the door. Super, I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us again on I Love Gay Palm Springs. And we in Gay Palm Springs love to laugh. So bring it. We love gay people. Gay I people know. are the best people. And I'm not just saying that because this is I love gay Palm Springs. I say that on Christian radio, too. <laughs> <laughs> love I love you. gay people because I am gay. <laughs> I'm gay adjacent. I'm you so are. gay I could redecorate a room by looking at it. You're so gay you redecorated your mom's uterus. It's too red. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> get that pink out. Oh my God. You're love terrible. You Goodbye. Thank you. We're leaving. I love you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was so much fun to have those two on, and I can't wait to see that show tonight. Well, there's lots more going on in I Love Gay Palm Springs and my blog on gaydesertguide.com and my email newsletter that goes out also has a good good little rundown of what's happening. But since you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to read you a bedtime story of everything going on this weekend and I love gay Palm Springs. Oh, tell us all about it, Grandpa. <laughs> oh, it's Daddy. Daddy. Okay, Daddy. <laughs> um, uh, 20th annual Rainbow Challenge golf tournament's going on this weekend. That's at Indian Canyons Golf Course. Well, our crushes this week, we had two wonderful Man Crush Monday, Woman Crush Wednesday. Uh, the Desert X co-curator, Cesar Garcia Alvarez, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, was our Man Crush Monday. And as you know, uh, Desert X continues for a few more weeks. And as the temperatures rise, uh, just be sure and bring a little uh, parasol with you as you go through all those various uh, displays and things that are going on. Desert X is the thing. And Woman Crush Wednesday, a woman who actually grew up in Palm Springs has been here for years, Sue Burnside, our Woman Crush Wednesday. Well, I saw Bella DeBall at the uh, opening of Booze Hounds the other day, and she was telling me that Mizell Bingo is back. It's the last Friday of the month, so that will be uh, today, Friday, April 30th in the afternoon. 
and then another one going into Memorial Day weekend on Friday, May the 28th. Bella DeBall, as you can imagine, has not had a lot of gigs, uh, but this is one, and I'm happy she's uh, out there again. Bingo also happening at Chill Bar, not your grandma's bingo. That's on Saturdays, 12.30 to 2.30. Sabrina Williams and the gang has a raucous game of bingo. The Modernism Week online experience is now going through um, the end of May. You've got to buy tickets by May 15th. It does go through May 31st, where you can look at those virtual events online. Well, it's Friday, April 30th, as we record this. And if you are not careful, um, might be the victim of the DUI checkpoint tonight, 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. And uh, if you're drinking or driving or drugging, you shouldn't be driving. You should be Ubering and lifting. And that's what this is all about. So making sure people just have a notification that the uh, Palm Springs Police Department will be doing that DUI checkpoint at a random location in the city of Palm Springs. On Friday. On Friday, yes. We just got word that the uh, Palm Springs International Short Fest is going to be doing in-person screenings June 22nd to 28th. So, you know, that's after that June 15th date that we've been hearing about. And so International Short Fest produced by the Film Festival people looks like that's going to be happening. Uh, next week, Tuesday, the evening for equality for Equality California. They've got a big event. We'll have more on that in our early week um, blog and newsletter on Gay Desert Guide. And some other things uh, coming up next week, uh, conversation with former Senator Barbara Boxer for the United Nations Association of the Coachella Valley. That, all the all other events happening at the LGBT Community Center will all be in my blog and my newsletter, and you can read all about it on the events calendar and the homepage of gaydesertguide.com. Hey, um, I know I called you grandpa earlier, but I have to say this. You do have daddy cred. There was a picture of the you and I on Facebook and a 20-something commented, Brad's a hot daddy. Well, I'll take so there it. There you go. You're not I grandpa. Agree. You're daddy. Oh, thank you so much. It makes me feel so much better. I've got a smile on my face now. We're also welcoming a new partner this week, Palm Springs Nissan, now is the sponsor of our LEAF that's going to be driving around town silently because it is all electric. Uh, Palm Springs Nissan providing everyone with a pleasant, fun, and truly exceptional car buying experience. And last but not least, our hot deal of the week is uh, from the Mary Pickford Theater. They've now stopped doing the drive-in movies. Everything is now indoors. And you know, the Oscars were here last week and they've got some of the Oscar winning of uh, pictures, including uh, Nomadland, which we'll be showing, save 50% with this hot deal, $45 in entertainment dollars for just $22.50. That'll get a couple of you in, some popcorn and a couple of soft drinks. All that and more at gaydesertguide.com. And that's this week And I Love Gay Palm Springs. That's a pretty good deal. I like that. That is, yeah. you got some good hot deals. Check them out on the website. I want to thank you guys. Shan, I love your vest today for those who are viewing and not listening. Oh. Who is that? Betty Page? Who is that on your? You know what? It was just the piece of material that I cut out and then I sewed it on and I frayed it. I even stuffed her boobs. There's little. Wow. Little. Uh, it's a 3D It vest. was a Shan Carr craft moment. <laughs> and she has them quite often. 
<laughs> I do. You're a creative tour de France. Yeah, pronounced France too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a great week and we had so many fabulous guests. Thanks to both of you for getting awake and showered and making sense today because it is a challenge for each of us. And we're looking forward to seeing you all back again for the next episode of I Love Gay Palm Springs. For info on this week's topics, go to GayDesertGuide.com and join the Oasis Insiders Club. Each week, you'll get the Gay Desert Guide This Week in I Love Gay Palm Springs newsletter with news, community events, and hot deals. I Love Gay Palm Springs with John Taylor, Shan Carr, and Brad Fur. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Listen on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get podcasts. <laughs>